Yes, because we've also brought another friend with yes. us. We're so excited. Hey, Tori. Hey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm at my favorite place. I know. It, it, it's. I love it. I love it. We're my all, favorite bakery is right across the hall. It's, it's great. It's. We're just and it's and it's eight a.m. But we haven't discussed yet if that's a good thing or a bad thing that it's eight a.m. and we're all in here drinking coffee and chatting. But I'm gonna assume that it is because. Um, we're here and we're smiling and I yeah. feel like it's like a, a little conclave. Like we ran away so we could be together in this room and talk to each other. So yeah. I'm super excited to yeah. start my day this way. <clears throat> Me too. Me too. Um, Maggie and Tori are both with the Barth House Episcopal Center, um, which is the um, sort of the community hub of the Episcopal Church in West Tennessee. We're located right uh, across the road on Patterson from the University of Memphis. And so there's a big uh, sort of college and university uh, population that we serve there, but it is certainly a place for anyone. Maggie often says, you you often call it, it is a place for you to be. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, and be is like, that's a loaded term, right? Just be. You can just be whatever you want to be and need to be in any moment. You can go to the Barth House and just exist and be loved for who you are and who you love and who you um aspire to be um where we're there you guys are there to make that happen and tori you are the newly elected president (laughs) of the student board of episcopal campus ministries at the barth house i think you're the inaugural person inaugural yeah at least in this new newer iteration of the barth house which you know barth house has been around for uh, generations, but we're we're in a new chapter of life of the Barth House, and so we're I, I'm I'm stoked to hear what that means for you. But first, Maggie, we're going to talk about today, which is uh, the feast of Saint Matthew, Apostle and Evangelist, right? Yes. Okay. So tell me. Well, and this came about because you were asking about, well, we were talking about songs and songs on the radio. And I was thinking um, yesterday I heard somebody speaking about, heard Father Noah Campbell speaking about (laughs) the feast day of St. Matthew and thinking about how Matthew, when Matthew met Jesus, he was with the tax collectors and Jesus and Matthew were hanging out. And the Pharisees saw that and said, why are you hanging out with such bad people, Jesus? And Jesus said, doctors need to be around sick people yeah. and and I just love Jesus's all affirming all encompassing love 
and in, and God spelled the gospel according to Matthew. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's almost comical to me and frustrating. Like when I read it, sometimes I feel like Jesus's frustration. Like, how are y'all not listening to me? Like, again and again and again, it's love and understand why mm-hmm. I'm here. And you guys are looking at the world upside down. Stop trying to trick me with your silly questions, Pharisees. Stop trying to ask me who's more important, people. Like, let's mm-hmm. look at this. We are all important. You are all loved the kingdom of God is within you period mm-hmm. and and you you hear I hear Jesus's words in that gospel and I think oh the frustration that it is to be human mm. he experienced it as God incarnate like he he had that experience and to see humanity and and to to feel what we feel and also to know that you know I, I feel like I can still feel Jesus's guiding hand and saying I can get frustrated and we can all get frustrated mm-hmm. with the lack of love and mm-hmm. patience and seeing the world upside down yeah yep. I think that I think sometimes we're all trauma bonded together in that mm-hmm. and just feeling incredibly frustrated in knowing that they're that we are all entitled to something better and that we are our, our our birthright is something better and then seeing others push up against that and try to make it and do such intentional actions to make it not so that's a lot that's a lot especially because it's the converse of like what we human beings define as better what we think like the you know the the trope of like the gold and riches and the treasure where you store your treasure and what makes me a better person than you and Jesus saying y'all aren't getting it it's the opposite of what you think Mm -hmm. what makes you better is peace and love and brotherhood and sisterhood and existing on this planet and knowing that you are loved and yeah. you are cherished and when we can calm ourselves and to surrender to that peace and embrace that peace that's where we find the riches yeah 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 tori you're, you're you look like you're wanting to say something no i was just amening oh i love it yeah i love it well i'm so happy feast of St. Matthew. We're going to go to a musical track and then we'll be right back with Faithfully Memphis. Hi, friends. Hi, Emily. Hello, Emily. Okay, so take it away. Tell me all about what's been going on at the Barth House and specifically all about our friend Tori Black, who's with us today. So excited to have Tori at the Barth House. Tori walked into the Barth House and I just felt different and felt great to have Tori in the conversations with Tori and leaning into conversations with Tori. Tori is actually even already started on our proposed constitution for the Episcopal Campus Ministries at yeah. the Barth House. Yeah, because you got to have like the, that's, you know, you're, it's getting legit when you're sitting down and you're having to like, okay, what are we about? Mm-hmm. What are, what are we wanting to do? It's not just a piece of paper when you're right. drafting that kind of stuff. It's it's a real sense of, okay, well, who are we? Are we? Who do we aspire to be? Who do we aspire to reach? Yeah, and that's what a constitution is. It's an aspirational document yeah. about not only how we will govern ourselves, mm-hmm. but how we will go out into the world and live our values. Tori, would yeah. you mind reading from the preamble? Yes. The Memphis Episcopalian Campus Ministries at Barth House, hereafter referred to as Barth House, is an organization dedicated to providing students at Memphis area colleges and universities with pastoral care, an affirming spiritual home, 
a heightened awareness of the Episcopalian faith tradition, and a taste of the radical love offered to all by Jesus Christ. No exceptions. I love that, Tori. Mm. So can we can we break that down a of bit? Of course. I'm so sorry. And lean into that. So, okay. So providing students in the Memphis area an affirming spiritual home. An affirming spiritual home. Like, I love that. Like, it, it's not a, we're going to teach you how to be Christian. We're going to teach you how to pray. Can you can you expand on that for me, Sam? I mean, of course we I mean we will do those things if you ask. But otherwise we're just going to assume that you're you're just here. You're just here to be. There's so few places in this world, especially as, you know, a young person mm-hmm. and college student, where you can just be, you can do homework, you can drink coffee. No one's you know, and especially this is very rare for a religious organization on campus, no one's really looking at you as an outsider or someone that needs to be fixed. Mm. Well, not even fixed for things that really God assigned to you, right? right? Mm. Your your gender or your your sexuality or your race or your skin color. None of that. We can't we don't want to fix any of that. Yeah. You are who God made you. Exactly. Yeah. It's not I even cringe when I hear people say, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. It's like well, I mean, how about just love a person and question what you're considering a sin to be, right? Like, I I feel like we're living in a time when so, I mean, I think that thing, things that are inherent to ourselves and our identity have always been under attack, like, throughout history, but just the time in which we're living in voices of anger and vitriol and just hate are amplified anger and hatred and vitriol in the name of Christ. Yeah. No less. Yeah. And it is so important that we go back and we question all of that and question what got us to this point where we are so far from who Christ is and was like his, you know, both his earthly ministry and his continued, you know, the work that we aspire to in our hearts today. What do we need to do to foster a world of radical inclusivity Mm -hmm. and, and sacrificial inclusivity, right? And I like how Tori says that, like the taste of radical love offered to all by Jesus Christ. And for me, I think a lot of that is to remove myself from the equation. I think so much of what our human reaction is to one another is based on fear, mm-hmm. is yeah. based on, I mean, fear for our own survival or fear for like, we do have things that are happening in this world that should cause us alarm and cause us concern and call for action. Mm-hmm. And what I think that that evolves into in an individual basis often is somebody thinking, I have, I'm in a fight and I need to find out who the other is and, and I need to make sure that I am safe. And as long as there's an other, then I can be safe. And, yeah. and to, when, when Jesus gets pulled into it, and that's when I think Jesus weeps is to say, you know, and, and, and also at the Barth House and, and I think in the Episcopal Church, 
we very often practice that God is God is all powerful and when someone needs to feel God and to and to have the experience of God it's it's a little silly for me to think that oh it's dependent on Maggie <laughs> Maggie Schaumuffel has to walk in the room so that this person <laughs> can feel God's love like that's just that's just silly and 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 I think what I'm here to do is is if you need help remembering, if I need, if you can help me to remember, mm-hmm. like we can be reminders of God's love, but I'm not necessary for you to know God in any way. Yeah. Oof. Amen to that. Amen to that. God, the Spirit's going to move regardless of us, but mm-hmm. it's better if we open ourselves up to being complicit in that movement mm-hmm. of the Spirit. And the Barth House being a safe place for people to just be no matter what it is, no matter what it is, to just come and be and be vulnerable and be authentic humans and for a place to be safe to say, I have a fear of this or I'm experiencing this discomfort. And that's a safe place for us to be and to live in questions mm. and curiosity and and for it to be safe for you to be in those questions and curiosity for as long as you want to be in those questions and curiosity, yeah. as long as we act in love. Yeah. Well, Tori, what? I mean, what was it that brought you to this place? And I'm not going to ask you, like, what brought you to the Barth House, but, like, what has... Oh, I am. Well, yeah, that's that's a question for Maggie, but, like, what brought what's brought you to where we're sitting today? Like, we're sitting in the station at WYXR at Crosstown. Like, what is the story of you, and how is it that this is where you're at today? Tell us the whole story. So I, I like to say that I had an eclectic faith upbringing. My parents, or I was raised Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ. What's up? But I I came in, when I was about 15, to start, maybe a bit earlier, maybe about 13, to start this process of, I didn't have the words for it, but it was deconstruction. yeah. yeah. And I, I was really taking apart, like, do I, do I believe this stuff? Do I believe that, you know, that this all-powerful, all-knowing being created people and created some people less than? Not, not that I believe that Pentecostals think some people are less than, but we were taught that if you were, if you were gay, for instance, or if you were a woman wearing a skirt that was too short, or if you were there were all sorts of different things that could really just disqualify you from mm. participation in God's love. And I, I thought, I don't, I don't think I believe that. And all throughout high school, I went to a Catholic high school, go Eagles. And I, my de deconstruction accelerated. I thought maybe I would learn, well, there's this other Christian tradition. These are Catholics. These aren't yeah. my own Christian tradition that's, that I grew up with. That's same for me because I grew up in a very um, conservative Protestant church. And then when I, this is Emily, by the way, when I pivoted, when my parents put me in a Catholic school, it was quite, it was the polar opposite. And now I feel like as an Episcopalian, I've kind of averaged it out. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. And so I was in this Catholic environment and I was like, okay, this is a little different. Maybe they won't be, maybe I will like this and not what I grew up with. And I was running into the same 
yeah. problems, the same contradictions, the same. I think I was thinking that we weren't living up to the standards that Jesus set in the gospel of radical love. And so I thought I had deconstructed all the way down to let's just love people. Yeah. And we will let whatever being is out there figure out the rest. Mm. And I landed in the Unitarian Universalist Church. I love Church of the River. Still a member. Love yeah. it there. Yeah. Which is was a really safe place to do your deconstruction if you yeah. need it. Yeah, it, uh, it is. Very safe place to do it. And it wasn't until this summer that I was like, okay, I'm ready to reconstruct. I'm ready to build back up. And and I still identified with the teachings of Christ. I was just looking for a church that, to me, lived up to those teachings. And yeah. I discovered Calvary, Calvary, Calvary Episcopal. Episcopal Church, downtown Memphis. Yep. And that's where I go. I love it. I love it. Calvary is a place that I feel like the interrogation and the exploration of what it is to be a person of faith and to live in and and to constantly be cracking open the hugeness and vastness of God's people and God's and and a world of God. You know, we earlier this year, every year we have a conversation during Lent about the Lenten preaching series here on Faithfully Memphis that goes on at Calvary and they recent this just this year celebrated their hundred year and even though, you know, we're just barely in cracking into fall right now, I just wanna for anybody who's listening, just keep keep always keep your ear on Calvary because oh, yeah. They, it's not just the Lenten preaching series. It's constant, wonderful community that is not only a safe place to ask questions, but it's a safe place where you can like live out that missional, what it is to be a member of God's world oh, and yeah. serve God's people. For me, Christian. Being a Christian, Christianity is not something that I just wanted to yeah. be passively. Yeah. I wanted to do. I wanted to do Christianity. I wanted to do Jesus work. I wanted to be an active participant in the Jesus movement. Yeah. So you're a student at yes. the University of Memphis now. Yeah. I'm almost, almost finished. Almost finished, right? Yeah. And and your tell talk about what you're studying and how you feel like once you you know move into this new chapter in your life. I know there's a lot coming up in your life. So much. I am a political science major and mm -hmm. uh, I have a minor in social justice. And talk about deconstruction. You will deconstruct yeah. a lot of things that you yeah. have come to believe over your adolescence in the political science program. I have been studying, I, I've, I've come to believe in certain things through through study, through close study. I think that I've come to believe in, there's a material and a spiritual liberation mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to Christ. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, it's a little, it's a little mm. hard to talk about almost. Yeah, it's a lot. yeah, it it's is emotional. a lot. It is. It is. Because it's the basis, I mean, it's at our core and it's a it's a journey that 
I think humans go through, especially in young adulthood, especially like you said, like your de- that deconstruction process and then figuring out how shall we choose to identify, like who. And then how do we articulate it yes. too? I mean, I'm generationally very, I'm, I'm a few years ahead of you, Tori, <laughs> but it's hard work. It is hard work to take the factory settings of what were given to you the way you grow up and what you and not just like what you learn in church but the systems in which we operate oh yeah uh, society like just I, f- I sound like a kind of like a theo bro like in society but <laughs> yeah i'm gonna distance myself from that really quickly we are I, when you recognize that there's a lot like there's an inherent sinfulness and hurtfulness in a lot of the systems that we have to operate in it can be really overwhelming yeah mm-hmm. can i name and shame the system do it i think Please. that capitalism is the most and coming to study just how the world works and the economic systems that we rely on well that people in in, in this country rely on i've come to see that it's, it's very anti-christ mm-hmm. yeah. and i I, I don't believe in like the Antichrist. I believe that there are things that yeah, are sure, sure. Antichrist. Yeah, sure. Um it's antithetical, antithetical to what Christ stands for. Someone stop me if I commit a heresy on, on the air. <laughs> hey, um, neither, Maggie nor I are are our capacity. Okay, we're just we're just we just like to talk about God all the time. So the time. if you say anything, we're just we're gonna be like, Yeah. And Tori, is this something that you came to in your studies? Like so you had already you were already studying at University of Memphis. Yes. And this is Mm-hmm. It just, this studying how the world works, it was just so antithetical to what I believe in. And I was trying to figure out what the tension was. And the tension was, this is not consistent with the teachings that I have come to identify with or associate with with Christ. Mm-hmm. So what I see in you, Tori, in the short time that I've known you, but I feel like I've just been so blessed to, to know you in this short time and to experience you like so you're undergoing the process of confirmation or you will be undergoing the process of confirmation in the Episcopal Church yes which is so cool and and also like I think in examination it's fair to say too that the place in the position of Calvary in the Episcopal Church in Memphis Tennessee like and the examination that uh-huh. they undergo and are willing to unpack and and look at things is beautiful and and the confirmation which which Tori is doing in the Episcopal Church is it's really a adults that are baptized in the Episcopal tradition are that's their confirmation and it's an it's a public statement of joining joining in God's family and a deck I'm sorry go on Emily no no yeah I would say I mean I think coming from a Protestant you know background that's not Anglican it's kind of like we would have called it joining the church. It's it's kind of like, I know it's different in the Roman Catholic tradition. It's a little bit different, the confirmation process, or like what it signifies. But at least I can see sort of the, the line. It's, it's as an adult or as a young person, a lot of times young youth are, are that's when they choose to be confirmed in the church. It's... It's not a, importantly, it is not a sacrament. 
It is not a sacrament. It is not something like the only sacraments that were outlined by Christ in the Gospels are baptism and uh, the Eucharist, a.k.a. communion. And is is matrimony mm-hmm. a sacrament? Okay. Okay. I was, yeah. But confirmation is not. You're offending but, my Anglo-Catholic. Uh, um, d- dude, co- well, I'm correct j- me. No, correct no, me. Go for it. Um, but confirmation is it is all about community. It is all. I mean, Christianity, any kind of organized religion. I think we want to believe that it's all about community. But for me, at least, I was confirmed as an adult, and it was all about community. It was all about saying this is mine Mm. this is my and making like a public declaration and 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 committing myself yeah go ahead i'd also like to add like this is mine this is my community and i know whose i am because there Mm -hmm. is the infusion of the holy spirit and water and and that that flow that we are the community and we are bound we are bound by this holy spirit yeah yeah. Anyway, we I kind of I, I sorry. T- took over the conversation. Please, please. Tori's doing confirmation. Yeah. Tori's also so Tori's doing, do, Tori's doing confirmation. <laughs> it's a big deal, and we're really excited. Yes. I get to meet the bishop. Yes. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, the bishop is in the Episcopal tradition. The bishop is the person who is the only person who can perform confirmations. And so, hands, and she's phenomenal. Yeah. Bishop Phoebe. We love our bishop. Look out. Not look out in a threatening way. Look out <laughs> I'm excited to meet you. Wait, B- love it. Bishop oh, yeah. Phoebe, She's please. saying, "Bring it, Tori." Yeah. Yes, I want to. I want to meet you. Yeah, and oh. you also you're active in a lot of other ways in society yes. and a lot of the reconstruction that you've done and where you've chosen to to put that. Yes. Are you asking? I'm. A- you? Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I'm. I'm so sorry. My phone just <laughs> I love it. It, it just says hello world. It makes me so happy. I <laughs> love it. I'm just going to turn this off. What was the question? I'm so sorry. So you, in your process of reconstruction, you've yes. also become active and chosen politically. action politically and socially and religiously. And I was just yes. asking about some of those actions that you've taken over the past couple of years or and, and what that means. And I think, Tori, what I'm, cause like what I'm going for is like, when you're declaring yourself as a Christian in the world today, like, what does that look like to be a Christian in the world today? To a young adult, to, to all of us. Can I be candid? Please. I think to be a Christian is to be comfortable in discomfort. Mm. I think the church, not the, Episcop- the Episcopal Church, I'm just saying the church is in the body mm-hmm. of Christ. I think for Far too long, we have prioritized the feelings of people who are very comfortable over the material and spiritual needs of people who are very, very uncomfortable, whether that's on a class basis or racially experiencing any kind of oppression. Um, And I think that's something we need to break free from, but in the process of breaking free from that, we run into a lot of people who are good people who are uncomfortable with the changes that are necessary to meet the material and spiritual needs of people who are uncomfortable. Yeah. So for me, that's looked like 
there are, you know, there are people that we are uncomfortable with acknowledging in our society. Mm-hmm. There are people who are unhoused. There are people who are poor and hungry and sick. And in the gospel, Jesus told us he will separate us based on who was kind and fed the hungry and clothed the naked and visited the imprisoned versus those who were uncomfortable, yeah, who couldn't do it. That's going to be the dividing line. He said the people who could do it are going to be over here. The people who couldn't do it are going to be over here. And so I think for me that that looks like we need to radically restructure our society around the, and I'm not saying we need to build a theocracy or anything, but I think the values of Christ are a great place to start when we're considering who we might need to think about more in our society rather than people who are already very comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not sick, you don't need a, you don't need a doctor. Yeah. And for me, I, th- I found so much inspiration in the story of Christ because the people back then in the Bible were waiting on a Messiah and they thought the Messiah was going to be this very wealthy, very mm. exuberant royal person from a royal bloodline wearing the finest of silks and in the finest of scents. And what we got, and I think God did this intentionally, we got a working class person. We got a carpenter born in a manger, not in a palace, in a manger, in a feeding trough. Mm -hmm. And he went on to provide the basis for the spiritual and material liberation of all oppressed people. Mm -hmm. And for me, that has been so an inspiring story that I heard in the Bible when I was growing up Mm -hmm. that I didn't see the church acting on. Yeah. And that made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say we need to be comfortable in discomfort. We need to occupy the liminal spaces that sep- that that make us feel uneasy. Because when God is moving, it should be. It, it it's it's outside of us. I amen. Amen. And Barth House is going to ma- be making people uncomfortable this semester. <laughs> I think. I think we're going to be we're going to embrace the discomfort this semester. My term as president. <laughs> That's what I would like to do is embrace the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. We're being here comfortable. Work. Okay, I'm sorry. One more time. Being comfortable in the discomfort. Yes. I love it, Tori. That's beautiful. And to say in like because we're in it together. Like, and I think that that's so important. Like we're saying like, this is my community and this is my, and we can stand, we can stand next to each other and share the discomfort. Maggie, I have to ask you, I mean, I, I, you're a friend, you're someone who I, who I just care about a lot. And I know that, so I know personally that the Barth house has been, like it's it's not just a job for you. Sure. Yeah. It's not just a job at all. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's been you know as we check in on Faithfully Memphis on the Barth House? What's been going on at the Barth House? How what have you since the beginning of the year and your time where you you know until fairly you know relatively recently you were part time now you're full time mm-hmm. ministry associate. 
like what's going on over there and what are some of the things that you want to lift up for us to know about so that people all people not just college students not you know everybody's welcome what are some of the things that uh, you want to bring to our attention about what's going on and what we can have to look forward to yeah the barth house has when i started working part-time there i was you know dealing with some pretty strong medical issues and had a hard time just showing up anywhere. But being able, having the the gift to be able to go into that space and be in that space with community, like just the the purpose that it gave me and the drive. And I I love the Barth House. It rocks. Y'all come see me. So yes. and where we are now in the beginning of this school year is when the moment when somebody comes and opens the door or Somebody walks past or somebody's waiting for a ride in the parking lot across the street. And, you know, I say, like, we've got a, we got a place where you can come and sit. And I've seen Maggie <laughs> chase people down. Oh, I love it. It's twice. so on brand. You're going to get this ministry today from Maggie. <laughs> but I'm not trying to, I, you know, like, I believe everything we do is evangelism. So Also, you're a mom. <laughs> you, were, you, prob- you would be a mom even if you didn't have children I was of a your mom own. mom when I was seven. <laughs> you are a mom. You want to make sure that people are being taken care well, of whatever they here need we're sitting on this awesome location right and patterson prime street real prime real mm-hmm. estate we've got the comforts of life we've got coffee and tea and a place to sit and wi-fi, wi-fi and great bathrooms and piano you can play on all great gender things. neutral bathrooms great by the way. gender neutral bathrooms you know that people can move around no matter what you need for hopefully we've removed obstacles for different abilities or for, for all folks to be able to move around and we've got this and and to hold it and to, to keep it private and, and secret would be so sad, right? So I see somebody standing out there and I say, I got a place where you can sit while you wait for your ride. Or and so yeah, Tori is trying to tell me that I need to not scare people so much. I try I'm I'm trying to be respectful of others in their space and and but also I just I wanna love. I want something to offer. I want yeah, we do, we do. And so like to me, when somebody is brave enough, I know how it is when you walk up to a building that you've never been in before and you have no idea what's on the other side of that door, mm-hmm. but they open the door. And that is, mm-hmm. I just want to see people in that moment and say, you know, I'm honored to meet you and to get to greet you and have you at the Barth House. So we have that, right? And I don't, I don't want to cut in. Please cut in. Please cut in. As, I she lies. She wants to cut in. I did want to cut in. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it if I didn't want to. As a, what are they calling us now, gender diverse person, as a queer person on campus, there are certain groups that are absolutely not friendly to to certain groups of people. And they they really want you to, they want to draw you in. And I'm, I, I guess I wish we, and we will, I think we should also draw people into the space where they will feel mm-hmm. included and not... Like we're trying to force them to change them into anything. It's just a space where you can be. They say one of the other campus ministers I've heard that are blessed to have a building on campus. They said, you know, one of the blessings of not having a building is is that you're forced to walk the walk. Like literally put on your shoes and walk around and make sure that you show affirmation and love to God's children, all of God's children. Yeah. And to and I, I I love that, Tori. Like, yes, like let's proclaim it as loudly as we can to everyone that we we want to be a place of welcome and affirmation for folks we also have you know and like where we are too because we're the center this center that belongs to the diocese of west tennessee we're that community center where we have events that groups that are already out there 
already out there being comfortable in the discomfort and already out there trying to do the work that we think Jesus would want us to do. I think they're actively causing other people discomfort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> and it is. Like, let's lean into the the being curious and asking questions and offering help to those who, who do need it and are uncomfortable already and easing their discomfort where it where it's rightly so. And we're, you know, in conversation with several groups like mm-hmm. native rights yes we want to like a group. not just have a land acknowledgement yeah. what's Talk the about next a group that has been historically wrong by the church mm-hmm. um and by the country that by it, the, we we want to include them in conversations we're having about what it means to be a christian on campus and what it means yeah. to be uncomfortable what? it's mm-hmm. these are very uncomfortable conversations yeah, yeah, we're yeah. having about the history of the church yeah yeah but they're necessary absolutely Absolutely, for us to be authentic and 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 for for Maggie for Maggie to sit here and say I don't know, and I'm I want to be taught and I want to do better and I want to increase my consciousness and my awareness so that I can I can step outside of privilege I can step outside and of the comfortable unknowing that mm-hmm. I have been blessed to have and move into to working to be better and to to do those things right. Yeah. So we also, and we have like community events. I know this Saturday there's an event that is for the public helping folks. There's an organization, HARP, H-H-A-R-P, and what they do is they help individuals who may not have had end-of-life planning. Yeah. It helps their families pay for memorials and services, and they gather materials. And that's a beautiful, beautiful act to do. And what they're doing is they're trying to educate people right now on if you prepare now, what that can mean and the difference it can make. And yeah. also we have groups that regularly meet at our location, community yes. groups mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. hold up and celebrate. I'm very, very proud that you can come to the community meeting of the Lynching Sites Project of Memphis. Yeah. And and some of the folks from Lynching Sites Project have been on Faithfully Memphis before. So I would encourage if you want to learn more about their work to kind of scroll into some of the some of the, some of the other episodes. I, one of the things that I really have noticed, I don't know if you've ever said it or you or Father Noah have ever said it, but like the the sorts of groups that the Barth House engages with, it's they are intentional matches. The, we, I mean, it, does it, is it an intentional match? I just feel like the people who uh, we invite into our spaces are people who we can, you know, say, yeah, we are, we, we stand behind the work that they're doing or the kind of community that they are, that they are fostering. Absolutely. And I, and I want to say too, I said Father Noah earlier and, and we're trained, he asked to be called the Reverend Noah Campbell. Yes. And I keep, I, I get it wrong every time. I also like to say vicar because he's a vicar. Yeah. And yeah. I, if I can use the word vicar in America, naming I'm gonna, is oh, yeah. so important. Yes. So naming. Sorry, groups that use this space. Yes, we do. Because we do. We have this lovely space that's great for events and people want to rent it out. We're not here to make money off that space. Y'all don't tell the finance committee I said that, yeah, okay? Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, I'm here to make all kinds of money. But, but and we're not, that's not what it's about. We're here. We're we here. just need to get enough money to keep the lights on, <laughs> keep right? Keep the lights keep on. Keep it going. If you would like to donate to Barth House, <laughs> exactly. you can drop off well, a check. And and actually, yeah, another thing that people can't if they if you do, since we're right here in that really comfortable segue, thank you. Yes. Like we also we have a weekly 
everybody, please come on Wednesdays at noon. So right smack dab in the middle of your week, you can come and enjoy Eucharist and a healing service with us and with students. And afterwards, we have a lunch. If you'd like to provide a lunch or if you'd like to help provide a lunch for students and the whole community, we'd appreciate that help. Intentionality of space. Yes. So we have this great space and being intentional with with who who uses it and how they use it. That matters. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that Mm -hmm. we are like, what would how would Jesus want us to use this space kind of, yeah. and also who are the groups who are trying or who like with a lot of networking of women in ministry, networking of women entrepreneurs. Also we have this awesome class. Okay. It's faith and fitness. They oh. were there this past Tuesday, so they won't be in the next two. So every other Tuesday at 6 30 PM at the Barth house, they do a low impact aerobics class to gospel music. Mm-hmm. And if you want your heart to soar, please come and, and just enjoy aerobics, <laughs> you know, with, with this group. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, I love it. I yeah. love it. And we just, we've got all kinds of events that we are putting on, like the Barth house is putting on this, this fall and coming into the winter. There's a, there's there's going to be a speaker series? Yes. Right? On Well, on November 3rd, come to the Barth House. We'll have a lecture from mm-hmm. the very Reverend Father Robert McSwain. He's oh. at Sewanee, professor of theology there, mm-hmm. talking about saints as the evidence of God, which is a really interesting way to mm-hmm. look at theology. So we do have a theology society where we lean into debate and questions, and that will be what we're featuring there in December. We'll have our Advent Arts Market mm-hmm. on Saturday the 9th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can, if, I'm sorry, oh, go on. No, if please, you please. are an artist or especially a student artist, mm-hmm. yeah, please, what's the website? Is it on the... You go on to edwtn.org and all the information about being a vendor or sponsoring a student artist, it's all right there. And we are taking applications right now. And if you are a student artist, it is completely free to yeah. set up shop at mm-hmm. the Advent Market. Yeah. And if you just have, it's a great place to buy your Christmas gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Come to the, come to the art market. Everything is handmade and made by somebody who <clears throat> put that work into it. The Barthouse strives to, to show that creativity is a form of worship and that being your true self and creative self is, is an act of worship. We also have great walls that would work really well for a gallery. So if you are out there and you don't have a um, relationship with a gallery, you can't afford that, you can't, you, or you need a place if you're a student to showcase your work, we would love to be honored and blessed with your artwork. So you can contact us about that. We'll have an extractivism exhibit on, oh, December 7th. I skipped right mm-hmm. over it. Extractivism yeah. exhibit, December 7th, and showcasing of a, of a documentary in the work. Yeah. on extractivism be awesome and yeah. another movie screener yes which yes should we say it now yes Go ahead. I think let's we do it oh, it's say a it, world it, premiere paris oh. is burning yeah. we will be showing the film paris is burning followed by a discussion with super secret special guests that are not revealed yet special guests Woohoo! oh go for it i want to say like paris is burning go ahead and look up the movie and if it's something that you'd be interested in if you're if you'd want to be in that space and talk to us please do it's a place for us to to love curiosity and celebration for the uninitiated paris is burning is the story it's a documentary about very uncomfortable people about the ballroom scene in New York City in, mm-hmm. the, in the 80s and 90s. What is yeah. the ballroom scene in New York City in the 80s and 90s? Ballroom. Oh, do we have time? To talk well, now? we've got about we've got about 10 minutes. So we don't so have time like, to talk about. Okay, ballroom. well, tell people what a quick definite. I want you to talk about.
about, I mean, I, my, the first, I'm sorry, I'm just interjecting, but it's like, it's about creating safe spaces. It is about creating safe spaces and like, and in that community in New York, in the, you know, early nineties and the eighties, it was a safe space for queer people to be queer and to celebrate who they express were. Express themselves through art and fashion yeah. and mm-hmm. music and dance. Exactly. Yeah. So that we'll have in October. I think it's, I don't want to say the date because I don't want to get it wrong, Tori. October It'll be t- on the website. Yeah, so. we'll have it out there. Yeah. Perfect. We'll have at Lent time, we're going to have a theology and film series. Yeah, so lots of good stuff coming up. And if we're, we're working on updating the website because we're so busy, you know, getting all this amazing programming together that we sometimes forget to like tell people about it. But we're going to have it all updated on the website, which you can learn all about the Barth House on e- our website, EDWTN. Just click college ministry and, and you'll find, or you can go to our, oh, hello. Okay, I guess uh-huh. we're doing uh, some construction in crosstown today but asmr yeah i kind of kind of kind of liked it but you can find out everything you can also just come by and hang out say hi and plug plug your laptop in and just grab a drink and if you live in the university district we or anywhere we would Mm -hmm. be so happy to have you Mm -hmm. i love it all right well we're gonna go to a break and then we will be right back WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, presenting jazz guitarist and innovator Pat Matheny, live Tuesday, October 10th. More information regarding reserved seats at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. River Series is a proud sponsor of WYXR. The series returns to the amphitheater at the Maria Montessori School in Harbortown for three shows this fall. It all starts Saturday, September 23rd with local creatives Jeremy Stainfield and the Wild Hearts and Dahl McCoy, accompanied by T.O. from Black Green. The show starts at 4 p.m. More information at riverseries.org. And we're back with Faithfully Memphis. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. What's what's giving you both hope as we wrap up today? I'm going to give you the last word. What's giving you hope? Go for it. People like Tori walking through the door of the Barth House, choosing, choosing the song we heard that as, as an anthem for us, and to, yeah, wanting to change, not giving up being comfortable in the discomfort yeah and people knocking on the walls of crosstown <laughs> i'm sorry they're they're actually banging on the walls of barth house trying to get in yeah there you go we should unlock the doors yeah tori what's giving you hope <sighs> that is a difficult question to answer yeah. I don't want to say I have no hope. I I believe that eventually all things material and spiritual will be reconciled with the will of God. Mm. And we've just got to let itself... Well, it's not going to work itself out. No. We have, we, to, we've have to work it out. Got to show up. Yeah. To get it done. And to be the hands and feet, right? Mm-hmm. Well... I am grateful for you both. I'm grateful for being in community with you both this morning. And yeah, I, I'm just, I, I love you both and I love everyone so very, very much. Oh. 
and I'm grateful for this opportunity that we've had. So thank you both for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for the work that you do for the diocese and the Episcopal Church and church-wide and humanity. Mm, well, if you want to learn more about the Episcopal Church in West Tennessee, you can go on our website, edwtn.org, and we'll have all the links to all the things that we've talked about in the show notes of the Faith Room Memphis podcast. And until next week, I invite everyone to please stay safe and please stay positive. Oh, 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 oh,